The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together every week to discuss all kinds of healing. And if you're new to my show, really want to welcome you. And if you've been coming along for the ride for a while now, I just want to welcome you back. We have such a special show today. I just want to welcome back Joe McQuillan. He's been on my show before. And Joe's life was turned upside down when his son Christopher died suddenly in 2016. And this created a a spiritual journey for Joe that he didn't expect to take. But he wanted to know what happened to Christopher, where he went, what happens when you die, what hap- what's life like on the other side. And so he went on a search for answers and found a way to communicate with his son through mediums. And what he found changed his life forever. Um, and he shared that in with, it, with us in his books. It's such a comforting message. And we all know that losing a child is probably the most difficult most profound loss that anyone can experience. And the message that Joe and Chris together share is a beautiful message of hope. So he's written another book called We Are Not Done Yet, Pop, My Lessons from the Other Side, book number two. And I just want to welcome you um, back to the show, Joe. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks, uh, Lisa. I appreciate you having me back, sharing our message. Yeah, so tell us a little bit um, a little bit about what happened. I know we, I talked about it in the intro, sure. but what happened? You know, in, uh, in, in January, 2016, uh, my son, Chris, 21 was home from college and, uh, for Christmas break, uh, right around this time of year. And a bunch of, uh, his friends, uh, were in town and they decided to spend the last weekend, uh, before going back to school at a friend's lake house up in Lake Beulah, Wisconsin, a small lake in Wisconsin, about an hour and a half north of of the North Shore of Chicago, where we live. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, they were going to meet at a pub and shoot some pool and, and kick up their heels and and raise a little hell and go back to this large lake house uh, on, uh, and, and finish the party there. And then everybody goes home in the morning. And, uh, and so uh, on January uh, 
3rd, the morning of January 3rd, I'm waiting for Christopher to come home. We're, me, him, and his little brother, we're going to watch. Uh, I grew up in Buffalo, so we're going to watch a Buffalo Bills game together. And uh, and, uh, and and when he wasn't th- there by, you know, uh, later in the morning, I, uh, I texted him a few times and didn't hear back. And then I got a text from the young man whose parents owned the, owned the uh, lake house and said, Mr. McHugh, uh, you know, Chris and three of his friends are missing. And uh, so I grabbed the dog, grabbed the Labrador, uh, you know, jumped in my Jeep, headed up north. And halfway up, I got a, a call from uh, the young man's uncle who lived a few doors away, who said that, uh, that Christopher was gone. It was no longer a, a, a search, but a recovery that all four boys had drowned. And I got to tell you, on the way up, I just assumed I was going to find them at somebody else's lake house on the couch or with a pretty co-ed in a boathouse somewhere. I certainly didn't expect uh, what happened. And it turns out that, you know, the party came back to this house around midnight, around three o'clock. Four boys walked outside, saw a boathouse, did what curious knuckleheaded boys do, uh, layered clothing, too much to drink, uh, Untied Timberland boots, uh, partially frozen lake. They they saw this canoe and three-man canoe, four boys jumped in and none of them made it back. Uh, you know, at that point, I just wanted to figure out what was next. Like, I wasn't ready to face a world without him. And if there was something on the other side, heaven, paradise, whatever, I wanted to know. You know, and this touched a memory from 16 years before when just on a whim, I saw a medium that was referred, uh, somebody referred to me and, and, and had a session. And most of it wasn't that impactful because I didn't have this. I had a lot of death in my family because I'm the youngest of 10 kids and, but normal, normal uh, people had come in and gone in normal settings. And, and so there wasn't this intensity. Um, But at the end of the reading, she looked at me and she said, your dad's here. And he's showing me a caboose and he's saying railroad. Now, if you look over my shoulder on top of the bookshelf between the hockey jerseys is a railroad lantern. It's a, uh, you know, we were a railroad family. My dad spent 40 years on the railroad. All, there are five boys in the family, five girls. All five boys worked on the railroad as college kids. And I stayed on. My uncle, my grandfather, we were all railroaders. So when he said that, it was, it struck home. It said, wow, my old man somewhere. Now, he didn't give me the any lottery numbers or the answers to the questions of the universe. You know, he just told me he was there. And I kind of put that in in an emotional uh, mental file cabinet. And 16 years later, driving up to the house that was the last place on earth that Christopher occupied, um, this feeling came to me that if my dad is somewhere, my son's with him. And I need to try to figure it out how to connect. And by the way, if this is all BS, if this is hokey BS, let's cross it off the list and find another way to deal with this. And that started my search back uh, going on. It'll be six years uh, next month, January 3rd, 2016. Uh, uh, you know, or 2022 will be six years. I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. And, uh, you know, I've heard this story from you before and it, it just never gets easier, does it really? It doesn't get easier to tell. No, it doesn't. Every parent's worst a lot of nightmare. Time. It's every parent's worth. And you say that to parents and, and, and look, hold tight your kids, kiss your kids, but don't run around in fear. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, people say to me, it's not fair. 
And I said, you know, fair is where you go to ride the merry-go-round and eat cotton candy. You know what I mean? Fair doesn't fit into it. It's yeah. what happened. You know, I, right. I do believe that, you know, God did not take him from me. And that's important. You know, I think his, his recklessness, his, his uh, you know, typical uh, young boy bulletproof mentality, you know, caused him to to make some decisions that didn't work with the rest of the universe. You know, there's, right. there's a great line from a book, The Shack, which is a painful mm. book to read. And it is. Yeah. It was painful to read before I lost a kid. And, and God was talking to a, a, a man who had lost a daughter, brutally lost a daughter. And, and God said to him, just because I work incredible good out of unspeakable tragedies doesn't mean I orchestrate the tragedies. And so that was important for me to know that God didn't set me up. You know, mm. uh, God doesn't move us around like pawns on a chessboard. Not like a punishment or. And that was part of yeah. my mind, too, Lisa. I was like, wait a minute. Is this for am I paying for, you know, past deeds? Is he taking my son? And and after a number of very intense years of, of, of uh, research, the answer is no. You know, things happen. There's there. I do believe in uh, exit points, and I believe in, mm. in in soul contracts, and it all fits in. Uh, but I also think we have free will, and, yes. and 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 the results are more often. What was it line from from uh, uh, Shakespeare? It says, "Our fault lies in ourselves, not in the stars." You know? Yeah, totally. And I and I, as a psychic myself, and having talked to many people from the other side, they say pretty much what you just said that there's some people that have like a a destiny, like a point, a point of death, like an appointed time, and that ha things unroll that way. And other people, it's like things are kind of random down here, and you know sometimes stuff just happens, and it's yeah. not part of our destiny. It's just the result of our choices or just even random. Right. You know? And, you know, I knew that, I knew that what happened was horrific. I mean, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking. What happened is horrific, but you can't unring that bell. Right. So, right. so what are you going to do about it? And, and I started my search with mediums. I contacted that first medium from 16 years before. And actually a couple of years ago, I was out in Arizona. She'd relocated years ago to Arizona. So it was a phone call I had with her um, a couple of times after Christopher had drowned. And she told me things that I didn't know about until I read it in the coroner's report, you know? Yeah. And so I, I reached out to mediums. I was going to I listen to there's speakers anywhere around between the North shore and city of Chicago. I'd attend sometimes Sally would come with me and, and and heard wonderful people, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, amazing uh, mediums and <clears throat> and 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 spiritual teachers, and it became a bit of a quest to try to figure out. And I wanted to know the, the keys, you know. I wanted to know the steps, you know. And um, fortunately, I got some amazing uh, answers uh, from from mediums. I'll tell you, one there's a guy named Andrew Anderson, <clears throat> and Andrew's become a friend now. And uh, he lived in Arlington Heights, and, and, and I didn't realize it was his. I, I was looking for a, a medium. I wanted to look into the face of a guy or a gal communicating with my son. And uh, so I didn't want to do the phone anymore as much as I loved uh, Nancy Myers. And uh, 
And and so I, I went on a website, random website that wasn't random. It was Bob Olson's website. And I had read his book and it was brilliant. And I, I, and I found this guy and I made an appointment <clears throat> and I gave him my first name and and no deposit or anything. I figured, OK, I could always cancel. You know, so this is six months after Christopher transition. And I did two things the morning of that appointment. So I figured I'd go out there in the morning, do this reading, then go to the office. I, I like to work. And uh, and so the two things I decided to do is, one, I picked up this uh, it, it, on my wrist. You can see a leather thong that he gave me, Christopher had given me, uh, in Disney World when he was six. Okay. And uh, and I wore it that weekend and then uh, and, and threw it in a drawer. <clears throat> I grabbed it, put it on. I picked up some shamrock seeds that I ordered from Amazon. Now, nobody knows I did this. Uh, my wife didn't know. Not that I was hiding anything from her, but I didn't tell her every packet, you know, like I get from Amazon. And what my plan was, there's your cat. What my plan was to, be, I had moved Christopher over one grave. Now, this is going to sound crazy to some of your some of your listeners, but the truth of the matter is reviewers, is that, you know, I got this really strong feeling to do this, and I acted. So when the, he was buried January 8th, 2016, when the snow cleared, we saw that he was actually buried next to another couple, even though we had bought a handful of, uh, of spaces, plots. So I was livid. You know, I was mad. I was mad. I was mad at Houdal. And I got a hold of some people and I said, look, this isn't going to do, you know, I bought a number of plots and, and the woman never told me that we were burying him even, you know, next to another car. It looked like he was their kid. Uh -huh. So, you know, after stomping my feet and raising a little heck and writing a check, we moved him over one and I'll occupy his spots. I, you know, I don't want anybody else in that spot, but I'll be the buffer between him and the Sheridans who turned out to be pretty nice people. <laughs> But you know, and he said that to me. He said one time, Dad, they're, they're nice people, you know. But I go to the grave also, often. And I don't go to the grave as uh, some, you know, sad old man feeding pigeons. You know, I go to the grave because I connect with them. It's a thin place for me. Yeah. So I had moved him over. So the dirt was uh, loose around his grave in, in June. And uh, so I planted the shamrock seeds and headed off to Andrew Anderson's and uh, we went in and sat in his office with all the accoutrement of, of, of mediums, right? The the posters, the big uh, the big uh, you know crystals and and all kinds of stones. And it was it was very very soothing, very warm joint. And uh, and he said, you know, Christopher's here. And he described Chris. And he said, your family celebrated something of yours and Sally's last night. And it was our 25th wedding anniversary, which of course. Six months after you bury a kid, you don't exactly celebrate your anniversary, but my family did. And I thought, that's impressive. And then he said, and, and Chris is here. And he's acknowledging you're wearing the bracelet he gave you. And he's acknowledging you planted something at his grave, you know, before you came wow. here. You know, and that's the moment, Lisa. It went from believing to knowing. And I never look back. And, and I encourage anybody who's watching, who's had this loss, think back on when that happened or when it does happen. Write it down. When did the moment go from believing to knowing? Because there's a bunch, there's a big difference between the two. I think it's such a healing thing, you know, to have that confirmation, to have that um, knowing that they're okay on the other side. And I know um, 
in your first book, My Search for Christopher, and this second book, that he's giving you a lot of information about yeah. what his experience has been like. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, I absolutely can. And he does. And to this day, two couple times a month, you know, he wakes me up at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, just like up straight awake. And uh, and most of the time I answer the bell. Sometimes I fall back asleep. But I come into his this office, which is next to my bedroom. This is my office that used to be his bedroom. So his his spirit moves very freely here. He was very happy here. You know, so he comes to me and he gives me messages. And and literally, this is dictation. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sitting. So what happens? I, do I look like a guy that lights sage and, and lights candles? Well, I've got sage going and crystals and candles going. I got a broken nose and a crew cut, but I'm the first one to make sure I have enough white California sage. And I tell people, by the way, don't use the big stalks. Because sometimes they'll set off the smoke detector at three o'clock in the morning and nobody's happy about that, you know. And so, so you you stopped needing to go to mediums and you've started being able to to talk to him yourself. That's pretty impressive. Actually both. I still see mediums. I love mediums. All right. So here's the difference for me. And that's a great question. I could go downstairs and I could whip up steak and eggs. I could whip up, you know, something to eat and go to work. Uh, or I can go to a restaurant where somebody who's really good at it prepares something for me. And that's what, and both of them work, right? Mm -hmm. So I do connect with Chris all the time, but I love going to mediums. I love the affirmation. I love the freshness. I was doing an interview um, in, in New, on a New Jersey radio station. And they had a medium uh, come by for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And she said, okay, uh, why do I see a sports logo uh, on his Tombstone. Which the, there's a logo of the Buffalo Bills, and this woman didn't know me. Hey, I'm sorry know. about the Bills last night. I'm oh from, my God! I'm from New England. Oh God! <laughs> so go Pats. It must have been good talking to you. So I'll see you next year. When I, I know I got a lot of buddies from New England, and it was, it was. I I got to be honest with you. I didn't expect a W. I, you know, I I just didn't, and the conditions didn't help. But we'll talk about that another time. But um, and Chris is a huge. Bill's fan, Will was, Will is, I am, you know, so um, I have a, two things on his grave. I have a Celtic cross on one side and the Buffalo Bills logo on the other. And then she said to me, um, Chris is using the term mentor. Well, that morning, this was Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, we were going out to uh, NIU where uh, the, the Pe Penguin Players, which is a, a theater troupe of emotion disabled young men and women, um, Christopher was a mentor. He was studying to be special ed. And uh, and they were doing their Christmas show. And Sally and I went out. It was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But that morning, she said, Chris is using the term mentor, which is what his title was. With these kids, these special ed uh, students are mentors for the young kids doing the job. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just like this emotional. And she said, okay, there's a golf outing involved that Chris wants you to keep doing. You know, last September it was the sixth annual golf outing. Half the money goes to Penguin Players, and half of it goes to Imbalance Ranch, which is a boarding school for uh, boys with addiction between 14 and 18. And I sit on the board, and I, I'm 36 years sober, so I speak to the kids. Mm -hmm. And, and man, I'm speaking to guys just like me when I was their age, you know. 
And, and so, I mean, that was 10 minutes that she just nailed three or four boom, boom, boom things. So uh, me, I'm going to connect with her. I'm going to have a session with her, you know, so I continue to do that. It's, you know, I would say it's, it, it certainly isn't a daily, weekly, or even monthly event, but when the spirit moves me, I'll connect with a medium, you know, um, I have a, I have a, I have a, I meet with a medium now on my birthday every year. Hmm. And uh, in 2020, January 9, 2020, I went and saw a woman uh, and, and she, young gal, she good, good, good medium. And Jill Nicole's her name. And my sister had transitioned January or February 6, 2019. So, you know, just, just over a year before. And, uh, so I went and saw her and before my sister died, this was this lively, wonderful gal, my favorite sister. She was Christopher's godmother. She was a real source of love for me, a big source of love for Chris, accepting, wonderful. And, and it's funny, I actually worked for her in DC for a little bit and I fear no man, but she scared the heck out of me. She's a tough gal, you know, and, and right when she was dying, she knew she was in control of her own destiny. She fought the cancer for a number of years and finally said, I'm done. I'm just going to live out my life, finish out, had her funeral laid out, everything laid out, everything done legally. She's just amazing. Um, she was a hero of mine. And uh, so before uh, I was there a week before she transitioned, she said to me, honey, she said, she said, Joey, you gave me the greatest gift. I read your book and I'm not afraid to die. Now, to be able to do something like that for somebody that's been so significant in your life was amazing. So flash forward January 9th, 2020, I, I'm in Jill Nicole's office and she said, Chris is here. And she said, but there's a woman here who's got a title of sister, aunt, mother. I said, yeah, she, that was Marsha. She was all of them. She described her. She described a pair of round glasses she wore, I remember, when she was younger, you know, when she was a teacher. And she, and she said, oh, she's younger and beautiful. She said, she said to you, Joey, thanks for the greatest gift. You know, I mean, we, how, you gonna, how are you going to make that up? You know, right. we, you know, how do you not connect those dots? You know, on my birthday, my sister, who's with my son, let, let me know that she appreciated that I could give her some comfort on her way across, you know. And, and so I do, I do, you know, I have some medium friends that I'm in contact with often. And, and then I see mediums when I, when the spirit, you know, or when the spirit moves me, when I'm inspired, I'll go see a medium. You know, I saw uh, Andrew Anderson number two, three weeks ago, he was having a spirit circle, wanted me to come. I said, sure, but I want to do a reading with you for a half hour ahead of time. And then I bribed him with some, uh, barbecue pork chops from Carson. So he went along with the program. So we had, a, we had our dinner and then the reading and the re and the reading was amazing. And the spirit circle was amazing. Two people on each side of me were there, you know, one directly drove from Nebraska because he, you know, he had read the book and I wasn't even certain I was going. I just, you know, on a whim said, okay, I'll show up. Now that's, that's the deal. I was showing up. I just didn't know I was showing up, you know. And you're really open to the signs, you know, the synchronicities that I think is part of getting a confirmation for this. But in the in the few minutes we have left, let's talk a little bit about 
the messages that you get from about the other side because i think it's there's a huge amount of comfort when we don't have to worry about whether they're okay or not on the other side so right? here here's a less a message i got from chris from october 16 2018 remember these the hits just keep coming i get these you know i had a session with him three or four nights ago and he said i miss you too dad we will share this place, this incredible place. It will be like crossing a shallow stream. You have to cross it yourself, but I'm right on the other side. So it's just natural to walk across to me. And then you're in. You'll be on the other side, you and me. How's that for awesome? But not today. Today is for writing books and presentation. Carry the word, Pop. We are all behind you. Jerry says hi, which is my oldest brother. You know, hmm. I, those are, those, you know, I never... I mean, I didn't know how it worked, but I certainly didn't envision that I had to take that step across the stream to be in. But now I know. You know, he tells me when when Marsha was about to transition, he said, look, Dad, I'll be here the second she crosses over. Don't you worry about that. That's a promise. And when she crossed over, he came to me in one of those visits, downloads and says and said, Dad. When Marsha crossed over, we were here, Jerry, Bobby, Billy, Pat. We were all here. But then Marsha had to go away for a bit, like a spa. And when she came back, she was younger than when I remembered her, even as a kid. Mm -hmm. So what that told me, and this is why I know this isn't me making this up to feel better about this journey, is because I would have never, I don't have the imagination to envision that when you cross over she died of cancer. Her cancer stayed with her body on this side, but the trauma crossed with her spirit. So she had to go somewhere to deal with that trauma. Mm -hmm. And it was such a gentle term, right? What woman, Lisa, doesn't like going to a spa? Mm -hmm. Like a spa. It sound pretty good. Like a spa. So she went there and was able to rid herself of the trauma and join the group. And she joined the group in, as her best self. And that's kind of also what I've learned. Is that when we, when 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 we cross, Christopher is always going to be twenty one to me. When I cross, I'll probably be this age because I'm I'm a better guy at going on sixty five than I ever was, right? Mm -hmm. And Marsha's going to be herself in her forties when she had raised her kids by herself, got her education, got her master's at Wharton, went on to be a a dynamo. You know that was her best self introducing women's studies at Buff State, teaching high school girls how to act publicly, you know, do some public acts of resistance. You know, all of that was her, you know, so th that's her best self. You know, the, the wonderful, loving woman that, that I said goodbye to, you know, in, in 2019, you know, it doesn't look like that woman that has the cancer you know, holding onto her body. You know, it, she looks different now. And and uh, I'm certainly going to recognize her because I remember what she looked like when she was in her 40s, you know. Um, you know and that's the facts. And that's what happens. Such a comforting message. And I know you work with with people, with families who have yeah. lost kids a lot. You've. Yeah. You've done that. Beautiful, do. beautiful community service because. It, it's not. It's nothing you ever get over. It's nothing that ever. We don't get over it. We move on, but we don't get over. We it. We don't even move on, Lisa. You know, two things. One is there was a movie called Manchester by the Sea, mm. and a and a and a woman in Manchester by the Sea lost her kids in a in a fire, and she said, "My heart was broken. It'll always be broken." Now, 
that's understood by families who've lost, parents who've lost kids. I live a lovely life. I have a wonderful career. I've got wonderful kids and one on the other side. And I got a beautiful wife who, brilliant. She's a therapist. Her first book's coming out. Yeah, I live a really nice life, but I do it with a piece of my heart broken off, like a little corner's gone. And it won't be put back together until I cross, you know. So, but that's okay. You know, I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me because the truth of the matter is I got to be Christopher's dad here for 21 years. And then the last six, going on six years, I got to be his dad with him coming back and forth from spirit. And then when I cross, I, I get to be together with him, with him again in this amazing place that he says his, his paradise is, is like a, a beach bungalow in Maui, you know? So dude, sign me up for that. You know? So, you know, I'm okay with the fact that my heart's a little broken. Anybody who said time heals all wounds, hasn't lost a kid. You live with it forever. You acquire tools. You learn how to live around it. But it'll right. never, you know, if you think this happened and it's going to go away, it's not. It's not. You know, the tsunami might not be as fierce on a daily basis. You know, the storm hits you. You know, there's a, do I look like a, a guy that would quote Hakura Murakami? You know, <laughs> but he said, once the storm is over, you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure, in fact, whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain. When you come out of the storm, you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what storms are all about. And I'm not the same person that I was prior to January 3rd, 2016. You know, and that's what this storm's all about. Joe, thank you so much for your beautiful work. How can people find you? Um, website, joemcquillen.net. Uh, both books are on Amazon. I, I, I encourage you. They're Kindle. There's, I think we're doing a special Kindle Christmas um, that, that is pricing. So the first one is uh, uh, In Search of Christopher on the Other Side, My Search of Christopher on the Other Side. And the second one is uh, We're Not Done Yet and, and Pop. And the, the cool thing about the second one was uh, when I was finishing the first book and I was feeling a little melancholy because I, we'd been involved in this project together, me and my son with him, every keystroke, every paragraph with Chris. And so I was feeling a little sad, a little sad for myself. And he said, we're not done yet, Pop. We're going to do this until you cross. So, yeah, you know, I got that going for me. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's comforting. It is comforting. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I so appreciate your, your work pleasure. and your beautiful books. And I know they're of great help for people that have lost people which is yeah. basically all of us. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. And I wish you a lot of blessings around the holiday because I know yeah. it's hard for harder during those times. And, and, uh, and I hope everyone runs, runs right out and gets your book if they need I it. I do too. I, and more importantly, because I think it's good for them. I think it'll help. Yes, me too. And thank Thanks. all of you guys for watching today or listening. Um, you can find me at lisacampion.com if you uh, if you want to get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for joining us today during this beautiful conversation right here on Empower Radio, where we, we are healing the planet one person at a time.
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.